can let me know for next time how it works. Definitely. And um, we are already recording, but I can always trim and cut things out, um, which I usually do. Um, how is your internet quality over there? It should be pretty good okay, as far cool. as I know. Okay, cool. The only reason I ask is it's um, the reason I tried through the phone this time was because sometimes through Zoom it'll drop and I'll have yeah. to just kind of accept it, but I'm learning to accept it and let go of my perfectionism. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I know. I, I mean, there's no guarantee that it might not yeah. do that. I know it's done that a few times for me, but hopefully it will, fingers crossed, it will stay. Totally. I hear you. And thank you so much again for taking yeah. the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me and be on this. No, no, no problem. No problem. Yeah. It's nice to put a face with a name. Um, yes, I didn't get onto your last. Um, I realized that I did not get into the last call because now Leticia is kind of taking over some of our stuff in Taos. And I realized that I should have probably included her in this, but I was on PTO for the last couple of days and just got back last night. So it's been a little haphazard. So um, I'll kind of answer any questions and we'll just go from there. I mean, I'll still be someone involved, but Leticia will kind of be our contact there. So I'm thinking that I'll mention her and then for the next time, maybe if there's another interview or something, then we can have her. Oh, heck um, yeah. I could even um, schedule one with her and just send her an email be like, hey, let people know what you're doing because I don't know as much as obviously you guys do. All I know is that yeah. you're wonderful people providing great services for the community oh, and you. just... Yeah. wanted to give you a space to share that information yeah. so thank you yeah, yeah we're excited thank you yeah and i'm just going to do a brief welcome to anyone who's listening who will be listening to this podcast this is taos talks podcast created in collaboration with taos live and rocky mountain youth corps in our efforts to encourage youth empowerment and substance use pre prevention so we are welcoming Miss Sarah Piano, who works for Big Brothers Big Sisters. And I really wanted to bring her on this show mainly because I really love Big Brothers and Big Sisters and what they do. And I think that mentorship plays a huge role as a protective factor and a way to reduce substance misuse by just being present with the people that they're mentoring, the kids that they're mentoring. And um, just curious, Sarah, just we'll start vague, like maybe just talk a little bit about what Big Brothers Big Sisters is and then lead it into the mountain region. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cassidy, for having me. So Big Brothers Big Sisters is a one-to-one -one youth mentoring program, and it's been in existence for over 100 years nationally. Big Brothers Big Sisters initially two separate groups, one for men and boys and one for females and girls and it kind of merged into um, an all-encompassing mentoring program and so Big Brothers Big Sisters is very near and dear to my heart. Um, our main focus is to match kids ages 5 through 18 with a positive role model, somebody that can be there for them, to encourage them, really be that support system for them um, and it's something that I think is super empowering for youth just to have someone outside of their own family to encourage them, to tell them that they're important, um, and so we are a big agency. We're a mountain region. We cover a big part of the state, but we do have a central program in Taos. Yes. And I'm also, um, like, I actually pulled up the Big Brothers Big Sisters website, and I just wanted to share with anyone who's listening your guys' mission and vision, because I think they're perfect. Um, so the mission 
states like uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters mission is to provide children facing adversity with strong and enduring professionally supported one-to-one -one relationships that change their lives for the better forever. And their vision is um, that all children achieve success in life. And I think that is so, so perfect, so sincere and so true and super achievable, especially with mentorship. And I think back when I was even in like high school and middle school, um, in the kind of environment that I was brought up in, I think having a mentor would have been super helpful um, at the time. Luckily, I'm okay. <laughs> but it would have been really <laughs> useful to have mentorship or just someone like a healthy role model to look up to or just talk to and connect with. And how would someone look for big brothers and big sisters? Like how does someone know that they can go to you? Yeah, so that's a great question. So, well, two things. It's kind of funny, and that's um, we actually recently our national office changed our mission, and I still love the old mission, but I just wanted to update you too. And I apologize if it wasn't in our website, um, but our the new mission is a little bit shorter, and it's to create and support one-to-one -one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of youth. So, the really cool thing about that is that we're trying to say that we as mentors are defending every child's potential so that every child and young person has potential, but not everyone has the same opportunities in life. And by having a mentor in their life, it gives them the opportunity to grow and to succeed at their fullest capacity, um, which I think is so great because there are so many smart, great kids, but maybe they just need someone to kind of help them and a little encouragement to get to that place. So um, just an update on the mission. And then, um, yeah, so in Taos right now, we don't currently have staff. We're in a transition period and we were in the process of hiring and unfortunately when COVID hit, took a little bit of a backseat. And so right now, um, we now just recently have one of our current staff members that's taking over Taos and her name is Leticia. And she is going to be our regional director overseeing Taos currently, um, which I think will be great. She's very familiar with um, Taos and with the agency and so and myself I'll be involved as well I'm actually in Gallup so I'm pretty far I'm like five hours from Taos so I'm not exactly super close but everything's via video now it seems like so that'll be okay um, but we do have a website um, which is just Big Brothers Big Sisters Mountain Region and then Taos also has a Facebook account which is Big Brothers Big Sisters Taos Colfax Counties um, and so people can go on to the Facebook account or to the website and they can actually um, get information about, um, you know, the program. Heck yeah. And then, so I'm curious with COVID, I always like, I'm, the more that I'm even like on social media or doing this kind of work, I'm, I always try not to bring it up, but I realize that it is a real life experience <laughs> that's happening. So I'm curious yeah. with COVID, how like are have things changed as far as how kids can find mentorship um and is that still happening is it virtual things like that yeah absolutely so currently of course with covid um we're not encouraging physical um time together just because we are encouraging physical distancing but we still want to have that emotional um and social time together. So what we're doing is we're asking our current mentors and our kids, which we call bigs and then littles. Those are, you know, the bigs are the mentors and the littles are the kids, even if they're not so little or not so big. Um, and so the bigs and the littles are asked to spend time either through texting, through video messaging. They can play games online so they can do something like a board game or words with friends, different games online. They could do an activity 
Um, if they don't have good internet access, then we encourage them to at least call each other, um, to text each other, or even write a note. We've had some mentors drop off activities to their littles home. Um, so just trying to be creative about the way they meet. And then if someone is interested in becoming a mentor right now in the Taos Colfax areas, we can do a virtual interview with them. So we have program staff um, that can set up a virtual interview um, via the computer and get that process started. We can email all the paperwork so it doesn't have to be in person. We can actually get that process started um, over video. And the same with kids too. We can interview kids um, and families via um, video technology as well. Beautiful. And for the mentorship component, what kind of person usually ends up wanting to be a mentor? What do you look for in a mentor? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, I think that the, the basic requirement is that you are at least 18 years of age or older to be a mentor in the community program. Uh, we do have a high school program at a couple high schools in Taos where high school kids mentor elementary school students, but to be in the community program and do things out in the community, hopefully once all this calms down, um, you have to be at least 18 and you do have to pass a background check that is paid for by the organization. But you have to pass a background check, which does include a felony, an automobile, and a sexual offender. Um, and that's really just for safety because, you know, we want to make sure that we're pairing adults that are safe with ch the children that are signing up. So, but I would say, you know, obviously you want to have some sort of love for kids and really just wanting to make a difference. We ask that you spend two to three times a month with the child you're paired with. So it's not a lot of time. It's not every week. It's just two to three times a month. Um, obviously, if you don't like kids, then maybe this is not the program for you. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe it's not a, a good choice. But um, you know, you want to like kids, and you want to just feel like you can kind of be a kid again, and you can make a difference in someone's life. Oh, I love that so much. I have a couple of questions. One, I'm eager to get to. Um, I'm going to ask that next. But first, so let's say I'm listening to this, and I'm like, dang, I love kids. I can hang out with them like one to two times a month. How would they then continue the process of applying to be a mentor? Yeah, absolutely. So once they fill out the form, they can actually sign up on the website too. So if you or someone's interested in becoming a mentor, you can go to our website um, and you can actually, um, and I'll can give my email too, but um, we can get the form sent to us through the website referrals. You can call us and I'll give the number at the end as well. Um, and then we have you fill out a form and then through that form, a program specialist would call to schedule the interview whenever it's convenient with that mentor or that family. And then from there, there is additional paperwork. We also require the mentors to give three references. So the process is kind of getting the background check, getting the references checked. Once we have a background check, back and once we have um, the references checked and everything comes back clean, then that's where we start the process of looking for a child to pair you with. Um, and all of the pairing is based on similarities. So if someone tells us they love to be outside, they love sports, we try to match them with a child that has those similar interests. Um, or if they love the arts and they love dancing, we try to pair them with someone similar. So that way when they're meeting, they're actually having a good time together. Absolutely. I would totally see how that's appropriate. It would be very sad if someone like did not, if a kid really loved being outdoors and the, and the mentor did not, that would not be as fun at all. And then, right. um, <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> that's and, true. And I remember the last time that we were on the phone, Sarah, you were mentioning your history and your relationship with big brothers and big sisters personally. And I was curious if you wanted to share some of that. 
like how long you've been in it and sure. what inspired you, et cetera. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I've actually, I grew up in Gallup. My parents are originally from New York and we moved here when I was small. So I've been raised pretty much in New Mexico um, as a child. I moved away for a time and came back. And I started working with Big Brothers Big Sisters a little over 12 years. So I really have been with them a long time. And I never thought I would stay this long, but I did. And I, and I really love it. Um, I think I had an opportunity to see that there were so many kids and young people just looking for someone extra to talk to and to look up to in their life. Um, I was fortunate in my home that I had two parents that, that raised me and were loving. And, um, you know, a lot of families are single parent homes. And that doesn't mean that they're bad parents. It just means that they're trying and they're working hard and they need extra help. And so I think that's something that's really valuable is to always have a support system. There's kind of that that saying that it takes a village to raise a child. And I think in, in an essence, that's exactly what Big Brothers Big Sisters does. It comes together as a family to help provide additional resources to that child, to their family. Um, so I stayed all this time and you know I was actually matched for um, a total of about eight years with two little girls. I was matched with a little girl um, when she was seven. I was matched with her for six years. And then I was matched um, again for two years. And um, my story is a little bit different. Um, I was matched for a little over six years. And um, the reason my match closed was actually because one day my little sister called me and she was hysterically crying. I, I honestly couldn't even understand her at all. Mm. And I said, your sister on the phone, what's going on? And her sister got on the phone and she said, Sarah, our mom died last night. And oh um, their mom overdosed heroin and they found her. And oh it was gosh. really, really, yeah, it was really hard. So after that, um, I think, you know, I was just like any other person. I was just real. Um, I went to the funeral. Um, I stayed with her for a year after that, but she did move to Albuquerque um, just to be uh, to move with her real dad. So um, I've still talked to her once in a while, but it was very heart heartbreaking, you know, of course, for them losing their mom at such a young age. Um, but for me, too, I really didn't know. Um, what to do. And I don't tell people that to, to scare you to think if you're listening to this, oh my gosh, that could happen to me. But I think kids go through things at such a young age that it's just so unimaginable. And for me, I think it just made so much sense that she just needed me and she needed someone to talk to. And so um, I took a break after that because it was really hard um, just because I had gotten so close to her. And then I did get matched a couple of years later with another little girl for two years and she ended up moving as well to live with her mom um, and, and is in a good situation, but just ended up moving as well. So I currently am not matched because I think once you got close to those two girls, it's really hard to, to keep getting matched. But I, I do plan on getting matched again with another little sister, um, but I did draw really close to those two girls. So that's kind of my story and why I stayed. You know, I think it just really impacted my life, my first little just she went through so much. Her and her sister were both in the program at that time. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. A very intimate and intense story. And it's really beautiful and also inspiring. And to just highlight something you mentioned, which is like you might not be matched right now, but I think that's also going to be important to note that kind of similar to life, we all go through seasons. So it might be like, hey, I want to be a mentor during this phase of my life, but it might be something that 
you can't do later on just to let people know that um, there is that option. And I know that you encourage a certain amount of time as far as um, to stay with them. And what is that limit again? Like, Yeah, so we do. We encourage um, a mentor and a child to be matched for at least one year. And the reason for that is if you just think about any kind of friendship or relationship that you have with someone, it takes time to build on that. It takes time to get to know someone, to really understand them. And that's no different with a child and a mentor. You know, it takes time to build trust. It takes time to get to know each other. So we do ask that the mentor and the child um, are paired for at least one year. We've had numerous um, matches that have been matched for five, six, seven, even 10 years. And, you know, it's really amazing because I believe in that instance, it's like they are lifelong friends. You know, even if they're not under our program specifically, they are going to be friends for life. And that's really what we you want to see with these mentors and these kids. Um, but as you can imagine, if you're with someone and that little kid is, oh, I'm so excited. This is my big sister. I can't wait to hang out with you. And two months later, you say, hey, well, I'm so sorry, little sister. I have to move now. You know, that's really more detrimental to the child in the long run than if you had never been matched. And so that's the thing we always ask mentors, you know, are you going to have any life changes coming up that could affect this? Are you planning on taking a new job or moving? Um, because we really don't want to be disappointing the kids. Um, many of them go through a lot already, and we don't want to add that kind of turmoil on top of it. So we want this to be a positive experience, of course, for both the, the child and the mentor. Yeah, and that's a really good point you made about it, any relationship takes time. And so I think a year mark, even even for me, like I've, I moved to Taos, I think about seven or eight months ago, and I'm still developing friendships and understanding like who I can talk to who's like a good fit for my lifestyle and who like I feel safe and comfortable with and I know for kids it's it's similar um and even when I was teaching life skills before COVID happened like certain kids take longer to warm up and to even want to disclose information to you so I feel like a year mark is is a really great policy that you guys have um and have you had have you had situations where like someone did have to leave sooner? Um, and what effect do you notice that having, if you have experienced that? Yeah, so we definitely have had that, unfortunately. And in every case, when a match ends, we definitely try to have a happy ending. So we've had really great situations where the mentor and the child have had to part ways because the mentor moved, or in some cases, maybe uh, we've had a couples match, um, which is, is an option for people, but the couple was moving. And so in that case, we always try to say, you can still keep in contact through letters or through phone calls if you want, but they wouldn't be under our program. Um, and we always try to have like a kind of farewell, like ice cream or you know something where they can meet and really say something to each other. Um, unfortunately, we have had a few instances where the mentor, um, and, and actually on both sides, the mentor and or the family has just kind of left and we didn't know where they went, the family didn't know, or the mentor didn't know, and it was just really strange. And we always encourage all parties never to do that because especially for a child, it's very hard to understand, you know, well, well where did my mentor go or why don't they want to be with me? Kids often feel like it's their fault. Um, and a lot of kids already have a lot of abandonment issues in their own life. So to have a mentor kind of do that to them is, is really awful. So we really try to screen and uh, screen our mentors properly and explain all of that to them to say, hey, this is a commitment you're making. 
um, you are in this child's life. And if you do have to move or leave, that's okay. But let's all talk about it so that when that mentor leaves, the kid feels good about it. They feel like, okay, you know, it's not me. They, they just had something where their job changed or something. So, uh, yeah, we just, we try to try to handle that as best as possible. But yeah, unfortunately we've had a few instances like that. Which makes sense. Life, life isn't always predictable. I've learned that for sure. Yes. Um, true. And I know that, um, I know you have another meeting coming up and I just wanted to ask you if, like if there was one thing you wanted to share with anyone who's listening about either big brothers, big sisters, or something that you feel like is really important to mention, what would that be? Yeah. So, I mean, I obviously love big brothers, big sisters. I've stayed for so long. I think it's such a great program and there's a big need. And I, I would just say that if you have been thinking about it, um, and you live, I mean, you can live anywhere. We do service all a, a good portion of New Mexico, but specifically this podcast is going out to, you know, Taos, Colfax area. And if you're in this area and you hear this and you're thinking, you know, I've been thinking about this for a long time, please, please consider signing up because there are a lot of youth and children through the schools, through CYFD that are just looking for a positive role model. And you do not have to be perfect. You don't have to be a superhero. You just have to be yourself. Um, and we just really are looking for mentors that can really step up and say, you know what, I could be a mentor, I could be a role model to a child a couple times um, a month. And so this is something that I highly encourage. You know, I think when you volunteer, there's so many different ways you can volunteer. And I always think, you know, you could be picking up trash on the side of the street. And that's a great way too, right? But the thing is, when you volunteer with Big Brothers Big Sisters, you're not just volunteering, but you're investing in a child's life and you're literally investing in changing their life forever. So it's not just like, oh, I volunteered one time. You're literally changing somebody's life, which is just amazing when you think about it. So I think if I could say anything, it's just, you know, please consider it. If this is something you've been thinking about, please do it because there are so many kids in need of just needing a positive role model in their life right now. Yeah. And I know for some people hearing this, they might be like, oh, so much responsibility, but I want to echo what Sarah has been mentioning, which is like, it's really, it's not that heavy of a position. It just, it just requires presence and sincerity to connect with a kid, to be a big sister or a big brother. And I really think that Taos could use that. And if you're interested, uh, Sarah, what is the information that we would need to share for people to get in touch with how to apply to be a mentor? Absolutely. So you can actually go to the website and sign up um, either for a child or a mentor. And our website is bigbrothersbigsistersmountainregion.org. So we are Big Brothers Big Sisters Mountain Region. And then um, additionally, um, you can also call me. My number is 505-726-4285. Um, that's my office and it will get transferred to my cell phone after that. So, um, but 505-726-4285. And then um, I, my email is a little bit long, so I might have to send that to you. Well, you have it and then maybe you could post it. Um, yes, but I can add it in the podcast notes. Okay, perfect. And then we are trying to post more on social media. So if you do have Facebook, you know, I encourage you to follow. It's, it's Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Taos, Colfax counties. 
And so we're trying to post more on, you know, um, our site. And so if you have social media, Facebook, please follow us because I think that will be extremely helpful as well. Because um, if you can follow us, then you can see kind of updates and what we're doing. And you can also message us through Facebook as well. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so very, very much, Sarah. I really appreciate you coming on to this. And yes, um, of course. I hope to see mentors signing up, especially during this time. I know it's a little strange, but it sounds like there's still at least like communication is key. So at least there's still those platforms open, even if they can't really meet in person. Um, and I just, again, thank you. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm so glad and I hope that we can continue to partner together. Um, and, you know, I just, I'm so thankful for this. And, and I just want to echo one thing you said at the end. Yes, we're celebrating. We still need people. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Um, we still need people to come on and we still need them. So that's something that, you know, we want people to um, still be involved with and know that we're still operating and that they can still do an interview. Um, so thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm, I'm really excited and I hope that we hear some, from some people in Taos or even if you just want more information, but you're not ready to take the step to become a mentor, you can still call and just get additional information about, top results. about the program. <laughs> yes, totally. Just, <laughs> I know what it's like bombarded by everyone trying to get in touch. Um, I'm so sorry. You know, my phone, my, my other phone keeps going off. I apologize. Oh my gosh. Apology accepted and no need for one. I totally understand. Um, but yeah, guys, just check out the curiosity. If you're just curious about it, just check into it. See if it resonates with you. If you feel like it's something you can do, sign up. Um, thank you to all who have listened. Thank you for your attention. And again, thank you for your presence, Miss Sarah. Um, I love working with big brothers and big sisters. It's when I first heard about it when Karen was um, kind of collaborating with us. It was really awesome. So shout out to big brothers and big sisters and shout out to the rest of Taos. I hope you are all finding ways to nourish yourself and stay lighthearted during these interesting times. All right. Big love and shine on. Thanks again, Miss Sarah. Thank you so much, Cassidy. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye.